Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. My name is Jesse Fritz, and I am your podcast host over here on Chronically Healing. Today on the podcast is the wonderful, sweet Laura Flannery. I met, quote unquote, Laura over on Instagram, where she's inspiring people to live healthy and fit lifestyles. During Laura's interview, we talked a lot about disordered eating, why she started her Instagram and blog, and how to find your own joy. Laura was such a pleasure to chat with, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear from her. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Chronically Healing Podcast, and make sure you leave us a review. Those reviews are how we will continue to grow this podcast and get it into the hands of millions of people with chronic illness, so make sure that you do that. And without further ado, and because I hear a lawnmower next door... Uh, let's listen to the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. Today, we have Laura on the show. Welcome. Hi, how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I am great. Loving my spring weather here. Yeah, we're, you're in North Carolina, right? Yes, I'm in Charlotte, and so it's been like 75 degrees and amazing. <laughs> I actually had a day earlier this week, and it was like 50, and I did not know what to do with myself. I was freezing all day long. <laughs> oh my gosh, my husband actually used to live in Raleigh, um, only for a year, but so we've totally looked into moving to North Carolina before, um, but yeah, that's I'm so jealous. We, it was like 80 a week ago here for a day or two. And then we got a a winter weather, like advisory snowstorm the last two (laughs) days. I was like, what? But now this morning it all melted. So it's like, whatever. Crazy spring weather. Yeah. Weather is crazy. (laughs) But besides where you live, why don't you jump in and kind of tell the listeners a little bit about you and, and then we can kind of jump into your story. Yes, I am in school to become an integrative nutrition coach, Mm. and I'm also a special education teacher, so I love teaching and learning, and I'm always listening to podcasts and reading books, and it just kind of has guided me this way. I started school in March. Mm -hmm because I sat down with my fiance and close friends and was like, okay, where do you see me going? I'm great at teaching. I love it. It fills my cup, but I feel like there's more to me. Mm-hmm. And they all just wrote down health, nutrition, working out. And everyone was just like, you need to do this. You help us. Everyone comes to you anyways to tell you, what do you eat? How should I work out? Um, just constantly for advice. They were like, you need to put it out there. So I started my blog and went back to school and I'm loving it. That's so cool. I feel like I've heard um, like millionaires and like business owners be like, just get started. Ask your friends, what do they come to you for? So that's so cool that you just naturally did that. And, and I love that. How have you been liking school so far? It's been like a month. Um, actually, I think it was January now that I'm saying that my months are all jumbled up, (laughs) especially since where I really enjoy it. It's exactly what I try to fulfill my life with and how I try to put together my meals and my exercise. And one part of it that I think is really amazing is we talk about primary food, which Mm. is more of your relationships um, Mm. and just how you fulfill yourself outside of the plate. It's not what's on your plate. Mm -hmm. It's finding happiness in your career, having that relaxed time, your self-care, 
enjoying your relationships and just getting that part of you fulfilled. Yeah. Because if you don't have that, it doesn't matter how much healthy salads you eat or anything else, you're not going to feel healthy. And that's exactly where I was about five years ago in my life. Mm -hmm. And I still was super into nutrition and reading all of that. I've been working out, I don't know, probably 16 years now. Before that, I was active. Mm -hmm. But I was not happy. I cried on my way to school every day. And I didn't sleep well. And so I may have looked good, but I did not ever feel good. So can you go into a little bit more of your story? I know that you have like a lot that's brought you to not only to health and fitness, but also to like you were talking about the primary food, the focusing on the things outside of your plate, like you said. So what is, can you tell us a little bit about your story? Yes, I think I really got on the path of nutrition and wellness starting at age 13. Mm. I had a little bit of an eating disorder. I was more leaning towards anorexia, but it never got full blown. But I remember I was dancing Mm -hmm. all the time at night. So um, because I was doing a competition dance team and So I didn't eat dinner with my family. So I would kind of just have a few bites and throw it away or put it down the disposal. I'd go to school and maybe eat like one thing for lunch. And I just was getting really unhealthy. And Mm. from there, I kind of got, so I was eating more. So it wasn't a problem, Mm. but I never had a good relationship with food after that for a long time. And then fast forward to, I'm 22, I'm out of college. I'm living in Birmingham on my own for the first time, no roommates. And Mm. I'm like, I have to learn how to feed myself. (laughs) (laughs) I was in a sorority in college, so we had meals there, but I had no idea what to do with myself. So I really got into cooking. I read all sorts of books and blogs and I learned how to feed myself. I started with smoothies every morning and I still do that. And then I learned to cook and don't get me wrong. No one likes to hold raw chicken or Mm -hmm. raw meat, but I figured it out. (laughs) And my thing was, how do I make this healthier? Mm. So I would take meals that maybe were traditional that my mom cooked or that you just see out all the time. And I tried to make them a little bit healthier and give them my own twist. And that's really what got me even further into fueling my body correctly. I love that. So what, what were some of the, if you don't mind going through them, but what were some of the like lifestyle, um, emotional kind of healing that you had to go through? So I have not always picked the best relationships for myself. Mm. I am engaged currently to the most wonderful man in the world. We met at the gym Mm. and I love him to death. (laughs) We're actually about to do an elimination diet together because he wants to support me, which is really awesome. But my past relationships, we just really weren't on the same page. Mm. Um, They're great guys. Um, nothing bad to say about them, wish them all the best in the world, but I was living and engaged and married to one that was an alcoholic, and Mm -hmm. that was just when I, I looked great, (laughs) I was in great shape, I worked out, ate healthy, and I cried every day, because I just didn't understand it, I felt like he chose drinking over me, 
-hmm. And I had no fun being engaged. Um, That was when I would cry on my way to school, sometimes in the bathroom at school. I'd come home and I'd go to the gym and that would be like my outlet. It'd be like, okay, this is my place. But then I'd be crying on my way home from the gym and I just, I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn to make myself happy. And I think I really shut myself off from friends because you don't want to tell anyone what you're going through. Yeah. So I lost a lot of relationships that way. And I wasn't even feeling happy and fulfilled at my career. And I think that was just because my relationships were just not there. I had no support system. I just felt alone because I do love teaching. But at the time, even that was difficult Mm -hmm. for me. So what were some of the like steps you took when you realized that you needed to make some changes? Well, at the time, I started going to counseling, which mm-hmm. was really great. Yep. And my counselor, she actually led me towards a meditation class. Mm-hmm. And I took that and it just really opened my eyes. It came in at the right time in my life because not only was I at that point in time separated, mm-hmm. um, I also happened to fall 13 feet and tore my ACL. Oh my God. (laughs) So then it was like, oh, okay. I'm just starting like trying to date and create um, strong friendships. And now I'm on crutches and can't walk. (laughs) So it really allowed me to just see the positivity and just keep a good attitude. I wasn't even worried about my surgery. I knew that I would get through it and be all right. And that time is also when I started really getting into yoga, which was really relaxing for me. I am the person who I always have a project. Um, I am driving my fiance nuts during this (laughs) coronavirus because I'm not bored. We have stuff to do. (laughs) (laughs) Always have something, which is great, but you got to take a step back and slow down sometimes. So if someone was coming up to you and they had you know, they were kind of in the same place and they were like, I don't even know where to start. Like I, so I went through similar things, right? Not definitely not the same story, but like where you kind of hit a point where you're like, wow, I need to make some changes here. Like something's going on. So what, like, where would you tell people to even get started? If they came to you and they were like, you know, I, I feel like, I can't lose weight, but I also can't like, I'm just so stressed out by everything else that's going on in my life. How would you, how would you, what would you recommend people did first? I would sit down with them and really try to get their story Mm. and find one or two things that they could work on. Mm. Because you have to be happy emotionally before you even really want to worry about too much of your nutrition. Mm. Yeah, but there are steps. And I will say that I come from the counting macros world at some point because I have been so into fitness. And I do think that is a great way to learn about nutrition. Mm -hmm. But I had to learn that, hey, I don't need a food scale all the time. I know how to fuel my body without this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I have gotten there, but I would always say, okay, what are one or two small things we can implement for a couple weeks until they are natural? Mm. What's those feel natural and you're doing it, then you add something. So many people try to just 
dive in and make too many changes at once. Yeah. Yeah. And then they struggle with, you know, when one of them starts to fail, then they feel like the whole plan is failing. When really, if you're just focusing on one or two things, I 100% agree with that. And even like for me, um, you had mentioned this, but I think so currently like in my life, there's just like stressful things going on and I eat entirely organic. I eat almost entirely paleo. Like I eat very well for myself, but that doesn't mean like that I feel great because there are other things emotionally that are going on. There's also like, I think a lot of people right now too are struggling with like how to get movement in when they don't have access to gyms. Um, so like just being able to hold on to like one or two things to get started, like I'm going to try to incorporate, um, yoga into my daily routine. I'm going to try to incorporate drinking a ton more water into my routine. And then when that starts to like work for you, then you move on to the next step. And I think it's much more easy to grasp, especially for people that haven't, haven't always loved fitness and nutrition, right? Mm-hmm. You can definitely try and add something small in for your food and fitness wise. But yeah. if you don't have a happy social life, relationships, mm-hmm. that spiritual connection, whatever it is for you, and to have a creative outlet, you have to have your finances and career together. Everything has to feel good mm-hmm. because if you're stressed out, you can eat all the salad and kale that you want, <laughs> yeah. but you're still maybe not going to be able to lose the weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found that. What are some things like, you know, if people right now are kind of struggling with just everything that's going on right now, when we're recording this, we're still kind of deep within the, unfortunately deep within the coronavirus stuff. What are some things, um, you know, if people are taking that really hard right now, what are some things that you might recommend? Like, just like, or that you're doing that feel really good to you? Well, you know what I started doing? I started rollerblading. It Mm. gets me outside and I get more movement Mm -hmm. and it gets me outside and just really enjoy it. I love going fast down hills and thankfully there's not a lot of cars right now. Yeah, (laughs) It makes it a little bit easier, but that was just something I was able to find joy in. Mm -hmm. But it's just thinking, okay, what can make me happier? Is Mm -hmm. it walking my dog more often taking walks with um, a friend to catch up maybe because you can still do that at a social distancing mm-hmm. and finding ways to be creative. Um, cooking really brings me a lot of joy mm. and creating recipes. So maybe you can find something that you really enjoy making. Maybe you're into baking. Maybe you can make that a little bit healthier. Mm-hmm. And I've also, um, started reorganizing things in my house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so that's also been a lot of fun and it makes me be a little creative. How can this work? How can I redo it? So we have an office at home, mm. but spend less than $200. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love what you said too. I think, and I a hundred percent agree, like finding something that brings you joy right now. So, you know, if, if going to the gym used to bring you joy and if, um, you know, going out to eat with your friends used to bring you joy, what is like something that you can do that brings you joy right now that hopefully in some way you can find something that also gets you a little bit active. Like what you said with rollerblading for me, I've been, 
it's colder here, unfortunately, <laughs> but, um, I've been trying to like take my dog for a little bit longer of walks. We have a backyard, so I don't need to walk her, but I've been trying to just to get myself moving. And she's so pumped to be on a walk that it makes me happy too. So like finding, finding joy in little things or like cooking or just finding something that makes you happy because like you said, if again, especially if you're stressed right now with all the things and then um, you're trying to eat healthy and trying to like still work out in your house or something like that. But if you're super stressed because you're not, you're trying to ignore some of those emotional things, like it's just, you're just still not going to feel great, right? Yes. And you got to keep some sort of structure to your life. Mm. And I know so many people enjoy, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, date night, let's get out or go out with the friends, um, grab some drinks or dinner. You can do that at home. Mm -hmm. We've been grilling out and, you know, make it sitting out on our patio, kind of making it a outdoor dining experience. It feels like we're still going out. Yeah. And we also switch off between who's maybe going to be the chef so the other person can sit back and relax a little bit. Yeah, I love that. For this actually reminds me yesterday, I, um, I did a, like a long distance lunch date with my friend. So I went to, um, we actually ended up both going to the same place. We just went to like Chick-fil-A. I got a salad and like some grilled nuggets and I FaceTimed her from my car and we both ate our lunch together and kind of talked. And it's funny because she actually lives in California, so she's two hour difference anyway. So I, this is something that we had never done before and she's always lived far away from me, but because of all the stuff that's going on, we're starting to get more um, creative with the ways that we're connecting with people. And, and it was, it was so much fun. And it's something that we're going to try to do weekly, not necessarily going out to eat very often. Cause I don't want to put either of us in that situation, but like you said, like you can make yourself dinner, you can make yourself lunch and FaceTime someone or um, do a Zoom call with them or just call them. Or I like to do like voice memos to my friends too, just a way that you're still getting that connection in. And, and for me, it felt like we were getting lunch together because we were both eating the same thing and we were sitting in our cars talking to each other face to face. So it's really fun. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we've been doing our outside lunch breaks as mm -hmm. well. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I will be jumping on the outside um, lunch break slash patio eating as soon as Illinois catches up to <laughs> you guys in North Carolina. <laughs> yes. What do you think people should do when they're first getting started? So when you know, they're, they're getting the hang of food. They're getting the hang of kind of their workout routine, what works for them. Do you think that there's like a one, like something that works for everyone to get started with lifestyle wise? Or do you think that it kind of depends on the person and what, and what makes sense for them? I don't think that there's a one size fits all. Everyone's bio individual. You have to find what works for you. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe in always dieting. As I said, mm -hmm. I used to count macros and that was a great jumping off point for me to get mm -hmm. a better relationship with food because I realized I could eat a lot more than I thought. I could eat a variety of foods and still stay in great shape. Mm -hmm. And then you get to see portion sizes and 
all sorts of things. So you have a better idea of what you're eating and how you're fueling yourself. Mm -hmm. I still laugh that um, we'll be getting together lunches and my fiance will have almost no fats in his plate. And I'm like, babe, you need to find some healthy fats because you're going to be hungry in about 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, but it, I have sweet potato. And I'm like, that, that's not a fat, sweetie. Yes. I love you, but we've got to work on that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting. I actually did macros as well. But for me, it, it was interesting. I actually ate less healthy when I was doing macro counting because I shouldn't say less healthy, but I ate less whole food. So I, this was like five years ago though. So I would focus more on, um, like protein would come from protein powders or protein bars or something like that. And then like my carbs, I would try to like ration all day. And then I would make this like ridiculous. I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's so gross to me now, but I would make this like ridiculous protein ice cream with like cereal and like Walden Farms, like that fake syrup that you put Oh my on. gosh. Like I had that all the time too. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I, did eat healthy, but I snuck in those things too. I had like a protein pudding with like weird toppings such as that <laughs> as well. But I think it was a slow change from at first it was like, oh, so I can eat this. Yeah. And so you're fitting in all sorts of things that weren't maybe so good for you. But then after a while, I felt like it got me healthier. Mm -hmm. But then it was like, do I have to do this for the rest of my life? Because yes. even at that point, I was eating, you know, 2200 calories to even more than that a day and I was like why am I having to count this so yeah. for for me that's where I think everyone has to find out what works best mm -hmm. for them yeah and an elimination diet has been helpful with me in mm -hmm. some ways which I think is a little bit more advanced and not necessarily something to jump into yeah but you have to figure out what makes you feel good what is manageable and just I always start with small steps. I love the smoothie a day for morning. I got um, AJ, my fiance, on that too. It's a good way that we can have it to go. We can even prep it the night before because I'm at school by 7 a.m. So I don't mm -hmm. have time to make breakfast. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, It has to be done the day before. And I think it's just a good starting point of my day. I'm getting in some nutrition. I can throw in my nut butters that mm -hmm. I love. I flavor it up. It can be different every day. But it's one of those small steps I know, hey, I have this nutrition to go, it's healthy, and it just starts you on your way. So even just starting with a healthy breakfast is a good way or adding one or two vegetables mm. to your plate for dinner at night. Mm -hmm. Saying, hey, I'm going to make sure I get two servings of vegetables in my lunch and in my dinner. You don't have to take yeah. anything out. Just yep. make sure you're getting that. Yeah. You're like adding it in. It's like abundance with food <laughs> versus yeah, like scarcity. I think like counting macros, I still, when I need to kind of like rein in. So I've never had an issue in my whole life ever with under eating. I'm an overeater. <laughs> so I had to, I'll kind of start counting macros again, just to see what I'm doing. Like not necessarily anymore as like weighing things out. I kind of just like guess like, okay, I ate a quarter of an avocado. I don't weigh the avocado, but like I would have five years ago. But I do think that counting macros um, can be really helpful. Like, I mean, again, this is all like 
individual depends on what you're going through. But for me, it was helpful because I also came from like a disordered eating past of just like eating a lot of really, really unhealthy foods, kind of hiding it kind of um, like way overeating type of food relationship that I had. So macros really helped me like you're saying, like once I got through the the stage of like only eating protein ice cream with fake syrup on it, then it helped me be like, oh, okay, this is actually like how much I should be eating. This is like what an actual serving of pasta is versus what I was eating and things like this. It's It's really helpful, I think, for people that have had a really bad relationship with food where they can start to eat food that they want to eat, but they can see what is actually working for their body, um, which I really enjoy that part of it. But then the elimination diet, it's interesting that you bring that up. I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast um, and deal with some sort of chronic issue, that is uh, one of the first things that doctors, well, especially within like functional medicine, will put you through is some sort of elimination diet to see what foods are affecting you. Because I think people don't think about food um, necessarily just from a, like, is this going to make me lose weight or not? It's like, oh, this food, this food makes me really crabby when I eat it, or this food makes me get really puffy when I eat it, or it makes my stomach hurt or I bloat. So there's more to that than just like, this food makes me lose weight and this one doesn't, right? Yes. But I do think it's one of those advanced steps. You have to yes. be happy in your life before you want to go through that. Yeah. And you have to be comfortable eating healthier food by that point. You need to work your way up. Mm. As I like to, I still occasionally will count my macros just to get an idea because yeah. sometimes you'll just realize I'm not eating enough for lunch. Mm. And so now I'm snacking and it's putting me to a ridiculous amount of calories. I mean, I'm 5'2 and don't get me wrong, I eat probably between 2,000 to 3,000 calories a day. But if I get myself, let myself get hungry because I'm not having big enough meals, I can get to be the snacky monster. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel that. I'm 5'1", so I hear you. Short girls unite. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually doing an elimination right now. Right now, I'm taking out nightshades. Um, I went off birth control about a year ago. Mm. And... I've been trying to get my hormones in balance since. Yeah. So I started working with a functional medical doctor just recently because I've been on the journey for a long time on my own. And I was like, I just want to make sure, am I in the right direction? Am I doing the right things? Let me get my blood work out there mm -hmm. so I have a better idea. But we actually pinpointed a lot of mine. Um, I lost my period five years ago when uh -huh. I was in my alcoholic marriage and crying every day. And it turns out my cortisol is really, really low. Mm. Um, I wake up and I don't have that bounce of energy you're supposed to. And no one would believe that because I'm bouncing all over the place and I do a morning workout, but I don't have... Mine is just kind of low all day long mm. and it's affecting my hormones. I have really low hormones yeah. as well. So we're trying to figure out and get that under control so I can live my life. <laughs> yeah. How have you been feeling with that? Cause that's something, um, I'm in the same boat. I, I had my birth control. I was on an IUD. I had it taken out just over a year ago now. And it was interesting for me 
I actually felt really good the first few months after I got it out. I did like a liver detox elimination diet um, and I felt really good. I like all of my uh, brain fog that I had always attributed to my thyroid disorder went away because it was actually because of my birth control. But then like five or six months ago, my body went, never mind. Here's all the hormones that <laughs> you've turned <laughs> off in the last year. So I'm actually doing... Um, I should be getting results back from an, another hormonal test next week, the Dutch test. So, um, so yeah, I'm interested, like how, how have you been feeling with all this, like the hormonal stuff? Well, I was like you, I got off and I had no problems. I was like, I feel great. At that point, I'd already done an elimination diet and I found out out of nowhere that gluten actually bothered me. When mm. I eat it, I get like almost a sugar rush. It's crazy. Mm. And I'll still throw it in every once in a while just because it doesn't impede me from living my life. It just doesn't make me feel my best. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't eat gluten. I didn't eat dairy because dairy will make me break out and I might also be a little gassy, so no one wants that. <laughs> um, so I felt great. I had the summer. I was like, I'm good. And about five months in, it was like, oh, but now we're going to gain five pounds for no reason. Mm. And your skin's going to break out a little bit. And I was like, no, this just <laughs> this not working for me. So I kept going through and um, I've read all the books and tried everything. And I was like, okay, it's not getting better. I still mm. don't have a period. Mm. I have no signs of one. I need to dig a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope that that, that this elimination diet and like working with the functional medicine doctor helps you figure that out. Like hormones are a beast. Like there are, it's so crazy. They can be just a little bit off and it'll send everything kind of through the ringer. I hear you on that. I've, I've gained quite a bit of weight that I think is attributed to a hormonal imbalance and, and yeah, it's just it's crazy the things that we go through as women <laughs> with our bodies for sure. Well, I also think we also want that immediate fix and True. we think I'm going to do this and it's just going to be better. And I yeah. have to think, okay, I was on birth control for 15 years. Yeah. So yep. of course my body's not used to producing enough of their own. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really I have attributed my lack of period to my bad relationship where I was mm. upset all the time and it just put such stress on me emotionally. And I always said that was why it went away, but mm. then I expected it. Hey, I'm happy. I'm enjoying life. I'm living my dream. Why is it not better? Mm -hmm. And that was where the doctor was like, you know, you went through that really stressful part just because you're happy now doesn't mean you put such stress on your body that it just wasn't able to recover. Mm. And that on top of the birth control, I think that's where we don't realize the things that we do, the toxins that we take in in our environment and through our food and our physical and emotional stress, they can take a while to recover from. Yes, I feel that so much. First of all, birth control twins, unfortunately, same thing, 15 years of it. But it's just like, I think I just did um, an episode with my friend Jess that just went live. Actually, it went live this week. So it's been out for a few weeks if you're listening to this podcast now, but she's like a, a, a non-toxic expert. And we even got into it a little bit. Like people don't think that, you know, relationships and birth control and really sad times of your life or a traumatic experience or in trauma 
doesn't mean necessarily like, you know, you almost died. Like trauma can be other things that happen to you. People don't like realize that like that gets stored in your body and your body sometimes takes a while to like release that and working through some of those things those that are just as toxic as, you know, a toxic product, you know, it's just crazy to think about. Yeah. For me, that's exactly what it was. I just put myself through a toxic time. Mm -hmm. And then also with the torn ACL, my body was like, Hey, we're not ready to have a baby. Yeah. Not that I'm trying, but we can't have a baby because yeah. we don't sleep enough because we're unhappy. We're trying to repair our body mm-hmm. with my knee. So it can take so long for your body to recover from those things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it's kind of like full circle, right? That's where like really learning to love yourself enough to listen to what you actually need, what brings you joy, what doesn't bring you joy, how can you work through those parts of your life and like really lead lead your life in in happiness and in joy, just finding joy in moments, even if they're not the best. Obviously everybody's life isn't going to be 100% perfect all the time, but like finding those joyful moments is is so helpful, especially when you're going through a really hard time or just remembering like my body went through, you know, a very, very toxic and hurtful and like hard time. And then it physically was impacted by the ACL, like just like so much happened and I need to kind of come at it with love instead of like, I need to fix this right now. Yes. You got to be gentle with yourself, especially if you are just trying to start out on that health and wellness journey. If you've been dieting and punishing yourself with exercise and saying, I have to go keto. That's the only way to lose weight or I have to cut out this. Your body's been through a lot of stress because you've probably not been fueling it properly. Yeah. So you have to start with those little steps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I 100%. I like feel that. And it's, it's actually a great message for me to, to hear just personally as well. Cause I, you know, I, I used diet and, and fitness for a while to like try to lose weight as quickly as possible. And then when it wasn't happening, I got so mad at my body. Um, but then going back and thinking about like, no, like moving my body makes me feel happy. And like doing these things for myself is like, I'm taking care of myself. I love myself. Um, and and it's so important. Our body needs that. And our body knows <laughs> when, when you're not treating it with love. And, and yeah, it's, it sounds like it's, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to love the way you look or love the way that this is going, but you just have to come at it with like, how would you treat someone that you love? You should be treating yourself that same way. Oh, that's so true. You have to find time to do something, no matter how stressful your life is, something for yourself every day that brings you joy. Mm. I don't care what it is, but if you're not doing that, then what's the point of living? You're supposed to enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, um, that reminds me of a question that I love asking everybody, which is what are some of your favorite rituals or routines that you try to do daily? You mentioned like your smoothie. Um, what are some things don't necessarily need to be diet or nutrition that you try to do every day that make that fill up your cup? Well, I have a routine every morning that just kind of sets me off on the right foot. I put in my contacts 
And then I go and I find, a, I have a spot in my room at the window where I have some crystals lined up and my fiance calls this my rock time. <laughs> and I take <laughs> a few deep breaths and then I just kind of meditate. And for me, it's a very just natural, no specific way I'm trying to do it. I just am quiet, take some deep breaths, try to just clear my mind. And I only do it for like three to five minutes because as I said, I'm at school at 7 Mm a.m. Yeah. So I do that. And then I have my intentions posted on my bathroom wall. And I say those out loud every day. Mm -hmm. And I always tell myself every day that I wake up that today is going to be more magical and easier than I expect. And Mm. I just try and flow into the day with that. And I do start my day with exercise, which Mm -hmm. is my morning workout and then my smoothie. And I just already feel accomplished Mm -hmm. before the day even starts because, hey, I've gotten in some movement. I'm feeling my body. I've told myself that it's going to be a great day. I've cleared my mind and now I'm ready to just go kick butt. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to take on the day for sure. I love that. And I love the, like, going into your day open to magic and ease throughout your day. I think that that's that's a really powerful way to start your day. I love that. But just taking breaks throughout the day. I have a mini trampoline at school and at Mm. home. And sometimes you just got to go in the middle of the day and just jump around or have Mm -hmm. a little dance party. And at school, I get to do that with my children. We do. We take brain boost. Mm. We'll have dances. We'll get on the trampoline, you know, and I do that at home now that I'm working at home (laughs) while teaching. It just breaks things up. And I always take a walk after school. First Mm. of all, my dog needs it. (laughs) And I need it. It gets me the sunshine, no matter if I'm having on my winter coat and gloves, I just get outdoors and I'm not having to think about work. I'm not worried about what my next thing is. Even if it's just for 10 minutes, it's just like a break. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it's, I think too, like kind of like rounding out your day in that way and being able to just like let go of your day and and continue to just fuel yourself. I think that um, remembering that like, I love morning routines. I talk about them quite a bit, but like morning routine isn't, you can't, you shouldn't just do a morning routine and then not do anything else for yourself all day. You don't have to take like tons and tons of times if you're a mom or if you're like, you know, working a lot and you just don't have time. But like you said, just taking a couple minutes, like dance while you're making your food or take your dog out for a walk or just like have a few minutes of quiet when you're driving home from work or something, just something that kind of continues to like love yourself. Yes. And everyone is always so busy and I know I'm not a parent, but no matter who you are, you can fit some wellness and some self-care in your day. Mm -hmm. That's what I try to promote is it's not that hard. Mm -hmm. You start with one thing, make that natural, and then add in another. Mm -hmm. And through that, your body's going to get healthier. You're going to be happier. And the weight that you do want to lose will start to come off. It's not a rush. You're in here for the long haul. This is your body, your life. I know we all want to look our best now and feel our best now, but taking that time to do it, you're going to have it and you're going to have it for years to come. Mm -hmm. If you just want to look good now and you put yourself through something, yeah, you might, but 
it's not going to hold on and it's not going to be something you can keep up. And that's what I try to say is that we want to feel our best in our body and look our best and enjoy life while we have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And remember this is life and your lifestyle. This is not just a moment. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And also just remembering, like you said, just that, that this is, you're in this for the long haul and like, it's crazy. I feel like once you kind of change that perspective, all of it seems to flow easier because you're not putting so much pressure on yourself to like, I need to lose 40 pounds this month. <laughs> like instead you're like, yo, I need to like take care of myself. I need to find something that brings me joy every day. I need to go into this workout being so grateful that I get to move my body today, even if it's for five or 10 minutes, even, you know? Yes. And my fiance, AJ, and I met at the gym. And so he loves the gym as much as I do. Mm -hmm. But one of the things he's noticing now is, hey, I still want to be able to work out and lift weights when I'm 80 years old. If I'm just trying to get the biggest I can and throw my body into it, it's going to burn out. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's learning, hey, I can look good, but I got to <laughs> make sure I'm putting in that rest. Mm and everything. So I don't get injured. Yeah. Yeah. Like living sustainably <laughs> because I am, I'm an exercise fiend. I would love to do it, but I still take two full rest days every week. Mm -hmm. And now I can just tell when my body needs it. I'm like, okay, today I'm just not working out or I'm just taking walks or whatever. So if people were interested in connecting with you and kind of following your journey and becoming one of your friends, how would they be able to do that? Well, you can find me on Laura Live Well on Instagram, and that is also my TikTok. I'm sometimes mm -hmm. making recipes that I'm putting up there or um, www.lauralivewell.com. Yes. And I'll have those in the show notes and in the blog so people can click those as well. But, but yeah, so you're loving TikTok. I've been liking it too. <laughs> it is. It's super fun. It's relaxed. I feel like don't have to dress up. You don't have to put on a show. It's just, hey, get some music. It kind of makes it fun. Yeah. And I guess all my kids at school have it. So I was like, okay, let me just see what this is about. <laughs> Yeah, it's been fun. And it's fun to, like you said, it's relaxed. And like, it's not, I feel like Instagram sometimes can get a little, a little crazy because you have like coaches telling you to do one thing and you have all, you know, brands and all these things coming in and TikTok right now is currently kind of just like people being funny or sharing parts of their lives. Or I think a lot of people are worried that TikTok is like, a bunch of like young girls dancing and there is a lot of that, but there, once you like get through it and start like watching things you actually enjoy, it starts to only show you that anyway. So you don't see any of the craziness, but yeah, but, there's uh, but the like dances cool are fun. Don't yes. get me wrong. This week was my technically spring break and I've learned a couple of them that I <laughs> kind of just uh, do around the house now. It's one of those fun things. But... I know. I love that. <laughs> Instagram. And I'll like sing them in my head. I'm like, mm. 
<laughs> it is. And I've always loved dance. As I said, I used to dance all through school. So yeah. it's a fun outlet and have those little dance parties in the mirror. I get it. Yeah. But yes, Instagram, I mean, I just put on my real life, but I feel like there's so many people mm-hmm. and so many things that have so much money behind it. Yeah. And TikTok's a little bit more just, hey, here I am. Yeah. Yeah. But I am no matter where you find me. But <laughs> yep. Yeah. Same. I love that. I'm going to, I'll follow you after this. We can be TikTok friends. (laughs) Perfect. Um, So is there anything else you'd like to tell the listeners of the podcast today? Go find your joy today. Go Mm -hmm. make it something, whatever it is, find joy in your day. Find something that makes you happy. Today, I'm going to try and go paddleboard because it's sunny out and I got one for Christmas. So I've been trying to do that every week. I love that. That's so fun. And I love, I love thinking about that. Like what could bring me joy today? That's like, I'm going to think about that and see what I can do today. Although this podcast brought me joy. <laughs> so that's good. It is. It's fun. Whenever I'm in a bad mood, I always stop and I go, okay, what are three things I like about myself? Mm. And what are three things I'm grateful for? And I mm. do it to AJ all the time and he glares at me, but <laughs> it really helps because Sometimes it's easier to come up with the things that you're grateful for. So that's how I was adding. What are three things you like about yourself? Because mm. so often we like things about everyone else or what do you like about yourself today? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So many good nuggets. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It was so fun getting to know you and getting to talk to you about all this stuff. Oh, thank you for having me. It's so funny that we had a lot in common, our birth control stories. Hopefully we can both get our hormones back in functioning so it won't even be thoughts in our mind. I know. I hope so. I know we will. We will. <laughs> I have a question for you before we dive into the episode today. Are your chronic health issues interfering with your happiness or are they preventing you from achieving any of your goals? I decided to take back my life from chronic illness and start living my dreams. And as you all know, therapy has been a huge part of that for me. Because of therapy, I have been able to work through some deep emotional and mental healing that has gotten me to where I am today. That's why I'm so, so, so excited to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. My husband recently started using this service and we've been loving the fully remote option for professional counseling. BetterHelp is an affordable option for online therapy where you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions with your therapist. There will be a special offer for all chronically healing listeners to get 10% off your first month of therapy by going to betterhelp.com healing. That's better H-E-L-P slash healing. I will have that link for you guys in the show notes. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's podcast. 